You're listening to The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio, starring Dan Peck. Have you seen the card for the New Japan show tomorrow? It's going to be sweet. Eric Flores. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. And CKCC Radio's founder, Chris O'Mealy. Breaking news. I have a crush on Sasha Banks. Listen to CKCC Radio wherever you find your favorite podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Nerd Table. How you doing, Eric? Pretty good, man. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good, buddy. I had a fucking feeling you were going to do that shit. That's why I was ready for it. <laughs> I'm very – I'm impressed because I've gotten you with that a couple times, but – You have. Not today, sir. Not today. <laughs> All right. So Eric is prepared today. Kind of prepared today. Well, this is – that's actually a first. Like this is historic. We need to document this day. On, on Friday, April the 22nd, Eric was prepared. On our 85th episode. Indeed. So I'm Chris O'Mealy. That is Eric. We're also joined, of course, by Dan Peck. Hello, Dan. Hello. Hello. And a big Benvenuto from Montreal, Quebec. Uh, Dan has seen some stuff this week. We're going to talk. We're going to talk about the year of Eric in a very special segment that Eric has a, a special title prepared for us. We're going to do some entertainment challenge. We're going to talk about some video games. We're going to talk about some other stuff. And probably go on a couple of tangents. If you guys have been listening to the show for a while, uh, you should know the drill by now. But we actually have some new listeners, including some new group members who just joined us this past week. So I'd like to give a special shout out to all of them. Welcome. They are being brought over from an old nerd group that I attempted to formulate back when I originally split the wrestling group into two groups. Because people wanted to just have a separate group to talk about nerd stuff. And then... The group didn't take off the way I wanted, so I left it. And Jason Shin took it over, and nothing happens there. So he has extended an invitation to those people to come over to the nerd table. Although I do believe that a majority of the people left in that group were already part of the nerd table. So I did see the other day that there was some newly requested people popping in. So Yes, and I saw they had come from Jason, which made me... Which means I knew exactly where they were coming from because he had we had talked about that. Uh, speaking of Jason, he just published a brand new episode for you guys to listen to. We'll get some plugs out of the way real quick. New content on CKCC Radio this week, including a brand new Jay Bunny's Music Hub, where he interviews Emily Lazar or Laser and Rick Juswick of September Morning. There's a new paranormal talk, real paranormal talk with Jeff Trelowitz, called Ranting and Raving. You'll never guess what that's about. There's a new race nerd podcast out with Matt Hardman, The Bristol Easter Egg Hunt. And, of course, another I Loved Mondays with our buddy Dan Peck here, reviewing the Monday Night Wars of WWF versus WCW. And congratulations to Jason Shin and Matt Hardman, who both released episode 69 of their their respective podcasts. So congratulations, guys. <clears throat> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> All right. So let's kick things off by Eric's going to take us back in time to the year, the possibly the greatest year ever because it gave you Eric. All right. Picture this. How much of the year were you alive for? 
more than you and I were alive for our years. Probably combined, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so, actually. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was alive for uh, not half, but uh, like 25% of it. We'll say a quarter. Yeah. Quarter of the year. But a lot of fucking shit happened that yeah, year. No, dude. Come on, man. You, don't, don't, you, you, don't you know your math? You were alive for a third of the year. A third of the year. <laughs> Come on, man. A quarter? You're, you weren't born in October. How about we do these quarterly? Yeah, really. I, I, I was a... Uh... Yeah, I was a Christmas baby, right? So, like, they fucked during Christmas. I got born in September. That's how that works. Nine months later. <clears throat> okay, so I didn't realize we were going to talk about Eric's conception. Well, I mean, let, let's face it. I mean, it. we've already talked about ours. That means they got shacked up during the winter. <laughs> I ain't got much to give you this year, but I do got one thing. <laughs> Here's what I do know. In 1985, winter was actually in December, not fucking March. And it's still snowing here. I mean, it's not currently snowing, but it was April. It was like what? Four days ago? I'm not even joking. Four days ago, it was snowing here. Dan, yeah. should we should we give him the bad news that this has always been the case? Because <laughs> he doesn't know how the North works, does he? <laughs> I'm from the South. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, this isn't like breaking news. This is actually how the weather works up here. Well, that sucks. Have you had any fake springs yet? Yeah, a few. How many? There you go. A few, and I'm just like, yay! I can put this coat away. Oh no, no, back with back with the coat. <clears throat> so, I want to call this part things I I could have been like. It, this is a list of celebrities who were born in my year, and I have to reflect on like where I am in life now to where they are, and be like, this could have been me. <laughs> God damn it. And you, you picked the youngest year out of the three of us, which means Dan and I are older than these people, which means that we have to be jealous that they became successful. Some right. You, God damn it, Eric. You would have found a way to make your year more. <laughs> oh, so here, and you know, there's one in here that was just like, holy shit, what the fuck did we do with our life? Like, for real. So one of the people... Is Bruno Mars? Okay. Bruno Mars was born in 1985. Okay, and I'm just like, okay, all right. Like he hasn't really done too much, but uh, since you know, becoming a fucking millionaire. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't believe you. So I'll just watch. <laughs> Say what? I missed that. I don't believe you. So I'll just watch. Uptown Funk. Come on, Eric. Come on, Eric. God, man. Look. When was the last time I heard that fucking song? It's on the radio all the time. Not not currently. Uh, Clearly, you're not listening to the same channel I'm listening to. Oh, you know what? I get on the radio. All I hear is Eminem and Kid Rock. So. Oh, yeah. Michigan radio. (laughs) We only play Detroit artists. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's literally Journey. ICP. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's bad up here. Uh, the inner city posse. But... Now this person is famous, but I think he's famous because of his brother Dave Franco. 
I mean, yeah, he's he's the less famous Franco. Correct. Uh, Anna Kendrick. Mm. Mm. That's my girl. Mm. Mm. Speaking of, that's my girl. That's so Raven Simone. Yeah, how, does, this how does that make you feel that Raven Simone I, is your age? I fucking feel old, bro. <laughs> like, wow. <clears throat> now, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to save best for last. Uh, I got two more before we make it. Uh, Hassan Minaj, which is, he's hilarious if you've never seen him. He's a comedian. He's probably the least famous one that I've mentioned, but still, he has a Netflix special. He's got a Netflix show. And he's currently touring. So, where did that go wrong? <laughs> I guess we're not yeah, as funny not... as we think we are. You moved to Florida. Yeah, that, that <laughs> was pretty much what, what fucked me up. But, next one, Frankie Munez. Yeah. Hey, good for him, because he was... We were really worried about his mental health condition, and he's making a comeback from that. Yeah. So, good for him. I, like, watched a, him talk to Steve-O on a podcast, and, like, dude, that dude's set for life because he didn't have people fuck it up for him, and he had even smarter people with him. Like, he he bought uh, um, uh, parking lots in L.A. while he was making the show, and that's just print money. He could be, he could be like, I charge a dollar for my parking spots. He can steal millions of dollars. Right? <laughs> it's parking in L.A. Right, when you have somebody like good watching your back, man. Like, and imagine, <laughs> and imagine if he did charge that cheap for parking, he would he would always have those spots filled twenty four seven. As soon yeah. as one car leave, there'd be a car queued up ready to park. True. And now, for number one, <clears throat> the one where I saw it and I was like, "Good God, wow!" That I'd like venture far. Now, keep in mind, you guys know. I'm not much of a sports person at all. At all. Dwight Howard. <laughs> Dwight <laughs> Howard was born in 1985. And richer than the three of us will ever be combined. And I'm just like, I'm over here. Talking to us. <laughs> no, I mean, you guys are great. <laughs> I could have been in the NBA. <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure about that, Eric? No, no. I'm not, I'm not 100% <laughs> convinced that that's how this works. But that just goes to show, right? Like, we could have been anything, but we decided to be nothing. That's like me saying that I'm the same age as, like, Finn Balor and, and be like, I could have been a professional wrestler. Yeah, no, I couldn't have. Said I'm a fucking nerd. Yeah, I saw this list and I was like, I don't know if I want to do it anymore. <laughs> There's the list for you. <laughs> uh, I know that uh, professional wrestler Kenny Omega was born the same year as Eric. He's one of those top of the list type of wrestlers these days. So, yeah, how's that? Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. I mean. Good list though, Anna Kendrick. That's that's the one that got me. Cause... Anna Kendrick. Yeah. <clears throat> so Eric, are we still preoccupied with 1985? Oh yeah, we got plenty of shit on here. We got Actually, Bruce Springsteen and Madonna. This was way before Nirvana though. Oh yeah, man. 
All right, so tell us a little bit more about 1985. Well, uh, Son of Sam happened in 1985. Is that the, um, the Bronx is burning? I believe so. Didn't that, that was that because that was also when Reggie got traded to the Yankees. I got a lot of serial killer stuff. Maybe I shouldn't look this up. <laughs> No, you know, there's a new there's a new John Gacy doc out. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, there's my dog. I'm not sure if you're gonna hear that. I, 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 heard, we, I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. So this is something that I still reflect back on on occasion. But the very first Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk that ever went up on this channel uh, has a huge cameo appearance by Lily. Because we're in the middle of talking about something, and all of a sudden, you just hear Lily scream in the microphone, and Glenn just starts laughing. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, I guess y'all heard that. And I've played the clip back, and sure enough, there it is, clear as day in the microphone. And she wasn't even on the desk or anything, she was on the floor. But she's loud. It's a loud cat. So yes, our pets have all made cameo appearances on this podcast or previous podcasts that we've done. In fact, when Dan still had his cat, his cat made a cameo on the podcast once or twice. That's what cats do. Or in this case, dogs. dogs. Yeah, well, the dog's downstairs, so you... (laughs) That makes it even better. (laughs) I should have fucking closed the door. Oh, you, you let the puppy roam free. But man, you actually got a... Quite a good list of things that happened in 1985. Uh, one of my favorite things that you listed on here is the NES launched in the U.S. at least. Yes, it did. Yeah. That was the... Uh, now, we had an Atari growing up. I know we had an Atari. But my earliest video game memories were playing the original Super Mario Brothers on the NES. Yes. So... Even though I know the NES technically wasn't in the house first, I always associate it as my earliest video game. And it was, I had the Sega Master System. That was, yeah, that was also our first one was the Sega Master System. But I wasn't allowed to touch it. <laughs> and uh, then I got an NES. And then no one was allowed to touch that. No. Uh, that was, the NES was for, like, for me. So I'd leave the Master System alone. That's fair, though, right? Yeah. You can't touch like, my oh, master system? Well, here's my NES, and you can't touch that. Good trade touch this. And you would dance around and say, can't touch this. But I, I also got the uh, NES when the Super Nintendo came out. So, like, it was near... It was definitely at the end of its lifespan. When it was, like, under... You get a top loader? No. This was... I, I got the last side loader. Like the, but it, I got it when the, the SNES came. When did the S, uh, SNES come out? Ninety one. Yeah, so that's when we got the NES. But we had the Master System before that. I thought the Master System was. Let me look that up. Real Sega. So it was contemporary with the NES. I mean, it could have come out after, but you still owned it first, so right. it, it oh, feels. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember this. We had that forever. We had the, we had the Master System like for a really long fucking time before we had the NES. Yeah. Now that I look at it, 
We have the one that was um, what's it called? We had the one that was just the one on the right, right? Like uh, where the red is. And then apparently they released another one where you could play Genesis games on there. It's like a combo. You had a TurboGrafx-16. Is that what it is? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it was. I wasn't really big into Sega at the time. Um, even though ColecoVision. Fuck that. <laughs> Remember the old Pong consoles? That's all it was? It was just Pong? Uh, yeah. That was that's what I thought Atari was back in the day. It was just Pong. I yeah, didn't realize the, it was the like, Vectrex or whatever. The Vectrex, yeah. The Odyssey. It's just a dot on the screen and you have to put paper overlays over your television. But like, you like a, a transparency like you're a freaking teacher. Yeah. <laughs> but think how cool that is. Like the the year is 1985. These systems came out literally 8-bit color. Like ninety percent of the games were side scrollers, and that was like, you know, advanced technology. And now we have gra- we have virtual reality. All right, we have VR headsets. Yeah, you gonna join the metaverse? I am. <laughs> of course, I am. What was the best NES game? Oh, Ducktales. Dude, Ducktales was awesome. Three, probably. I, I I do feel like yeah I love my Zelda but Ducktales was top notch was this shit Ducktales remastered was so good I played that game so much I still play that game I really liked it I played it and it was like it made certain levels shorter to make it better and it made certain levels longer to make it better yeah that was the best part. Every they, they, time I hear the space music, man, it's yeah. the moon theme. Dude, they yeah. turned the moon theme into a lullaby for the new DuckTales cartoon. It was a song that Della Duck sang to her kids. It became a thing. And I'm like, that's the moon theme from the NES game. That, like, That's how good that song was. It made it into the DuckTales reboot. Which, by the way, was amazing. And if you guys haven't seen that, don't sleep on that. It's really good. Really well done storytelling. And it's funny because the kids are freaking Bobby Moynihan, John Ralphio, and Abed. Are Huey, Dewey, and Louie. <laughs> so, like, how can you go wrong with that? David Tennant is Scrooge. They, there's a ton of celebrities in it, too. Lin-Manuel Miranda is um, Fenton. That's a hell of a cast, man. Just, just all of it. Darkwing Duck becomes canon. In the show, in the new DuckTales, Darkwing Duck is a fictional character played by an actor. But then uh, a fan of his actually becomes a real-life Darkwing Duck to fight crime in the real world. And I love that they use that as a transition. So good stuff. Yeah, we could do a whole episode on just the NES, so... And then the list of movies we got here. Yeah, like, no, I, I want to thank some of it for you. I don't want like, to say them all. No, you have to. We, Dan did I his year. Eric, yeah, Dan did his year. I did mine. You have to do yours. Five, this is how it works. Five, 
So, let's get the sports out of the way because I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> so, Super Bowls, right? Bears versus Patriots. And I'm going to guess the Patriots won because they fucking win everything. No, nope, the Bears won. Oh, this shit. Was, this was the, oh, yeah. the, infamous, the, the famous Bears completely undefeated season. The Bears. The Bears. You know, the one they're still talking about now because it's the last bit of notoriety that team's had. Was that the last time they won the Super Bowl? Yep. They've Ooh. been to the Super Bowl since, I think, once. But they Ooh. lost that. Uh, let's see. NBA champions. Lakers beat the Celtics. Yep, that was a reversal <laughs> from, from my year. Celtics beat the Lakers. There's your comeback. And I feel like... So have the Lakers always been good? Is, it, is that just a thing? Pretty much. Yeah, they're like the they're like the Yankees and the Patriots of the NBA. They were like the Cowboys before like nineteen ninety. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Cowboys were still good in the nineties when they had Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith and but I feel like they were good until their dome and imploded. <laughs> the Roma Dome? Yeah, isn't that like when everything bad started happening? Didn't it kill a bunch of people? I don't know about that, but all right. Stanley Cup. I'm not even sure what sport that is. I'm assuming <laughs> NHL since it's not on here. I love that you don't know sports. You are correct. <laughs> that would be hockey. Oilers defeat Flyers. Is that that's correct? The Edmonton okay. Oilers defeated the Philadelphia Flyers. Which again, that was a uh, Wayne Gretzky Oilers team. There you go. Okay. So, like, help me understand hockey. Is it just, like, do we open it up to Canada? Do Canada teams play against us, too? Or is it just... Yeah, it's North, it's Canada and U.S. But, I mean, we have Canadian baseball teams, too. Well, we have one now. But we used to have two. We have okay. one Canadian basketball team. Yes. We used to have two of those as well. <laughs> All yeah. right. Uh, World Series champions... But that's baseball, Whoa. just so you know. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I played a sport once, and it was that one. <laughs> um, Royals over the Cardinals. In Battle St. of... Uh, Kansas City and St. Louis. So opposite, Yeah, the opposite ends of Missouri. Okay. Now I really feel like one of you two should take this. This, this I wrote because... this down, but you have you no. It's it's your year. You have to say it. What else happened in 1985? Oh, right, <laughs> 1985 WWF WrestleMania one in Madison Square Garden. Yes, the debut of WrestleMania. So if I ever forget how old I'm turning this year, I think about what WrestleMania just passed because WrestleMania one came out in 85, and I turned one in 85. So, we just did WrestleMania 38, so now I'm depressed. Can we just, like, talk about <laughs> how amazing that the very first one happened in Madison Square Garden? Like, that's not a... <clears throat> to me, I don't think of Madison Square Garden as an opening venue, right? Well, that's that was where uh, Vince McMahon staked his whole reputation on this, this big event, and the territory his father ran was the Northeast and Madison Square Garden was the big venue. 
So he said, I'm going to do this huge show and I'm going to do it in the biggest venue possible. And he basically staked the company's reputation on it. And it obviously worked because, like I said, we just had the 38th one at the beginning of the month. So, Well, actually, Chris, you're a giant star years old this year. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Vince McMahon stopped numbering WrestleManias after 30 because he felt like it was making it, seem, it, made it seem old. Yeah. So, yeah. So 76-year-old Vince McMahon is making me feel old, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. Vince so, McMahon hates the things he is. <laughs> yeah, he does. And so, so he just starts naming them like after the year. No, he doesn't. They're just, it's just WrestleMania. There's no number anymore. But they, just, usually, there's like a logo because it was it was in Dallas, so it was the the star star. But that there was a that, previous that WrestleMania, like 32 or something, was in Dallas, and that was a star too. So this is yeah. star two. And then like 31 was a play button because it was like they wanted to get it was digital the network over more. <laughs> Yeah, but but last year's was a freaking pirate flag, so because Tampa Bay. And the year the funny thing is because of COVID, they had two pirate themed WrestleManias in a row because they didn't And, and one of them had no stadium. fans. <laughs> one of them had zero fans. It was an empty arena. But uh the main event of the first ever WrestleMania was Hulk Hogan tag teaming with Mr. T. Yes, that Mr. T to take on Rowdy Roddy Piper and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. And, of course, Hulk Hogan's team won because, yes. All right, there's your sports. You good, Eric? I mean... There's no, lots of other man. stuff to talk about, so... Really, really fucking old right now. But <laughs> since this is kind of sports-related, Michael Jordan was named Rookie of the Year he, that year. Yes, he was. Michael Jordan's Rookie of the Year was 85, and we all know how that turned out. Yeah. And, you know, funny enough, like, my dad had a rookie card, and I'm pretty sure he still has it. It's just somewhere. I hope that thing's in mint condition. I really do, too. I hope it's in awful condition. What? What? Why? Bring your father's strife. Why? Why would you wish that? Why? <laughs> I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> and history. Coca-Cola introduces new Coke. Uh, what a massive commercial failure that was. All because they were legitimately, the, the Pepsi challenge was, they found out it was legitimate and everyone was preferring the tapes of Pepsi. So they changed the formula. It backfired three months later. Right, original Coke's back, and it's called Coca-Cola Classic. <laughs> and it's been that way ever since, thank God. <laughs> well, just, just to show that not everything is great in these. Did you ever hear the Did you ever hear the story about the employee who quit Coke and to go like work at Pepsi, and Pepsi actually like offered him a ton of money to give them the formula, and he wouldn't do it. He actually reported that back to Coke. And it's just like, that's actually kind of cool that, that you took that oath that seriously to never reveal the formula. That's fucking loyalty. Yeah. Or maybe he didn't know. <laughs> I mean, I would have acted like I knew and, and made them pay me something for it. I would have just made something up. Then they would have made it and been like, this is Dr. Pepper. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. you can really taste the goat. <laughs> Picture the Pepsi Corporation as like, uh, uh, what, what's his name, Plankton, the Chum Bucket. 
Yep. Just trying to get the the ingredients to make a Krabby Patty. Yeah, but Pepsi's good. That's the thing. That would be like, I don't know, who's who's a really shitty soda brand? Mr. Pibb? RC Cola. RC Cola. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Aw. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) <laughs> it's like our third ICP reference tonight. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Are we going to make we're going to make Moreland biscuit references? Now we're going to do ICP references. Dan, why do you hate me so much? I don't I know hardly any ICP stuff, but what I do know, <laughs> I can reference. <laughs> I know that I work with an indie wrestler whose gimmick is that he's a juggler and he paints his face before he even comes to the venue. And he we laugh because he'll be we'll be like, you know, bullshitting around before the show and he's like alright I'm hungry I'm going to Sheets and nobody even pays him any mind there because dude you're in clown face because if you've ever been to northeast Pennsylvania the Scranton Wilkesbury area a guy dressed like a juggalo is not breaking news up there it's just a Tuesday <laughs> you know there was the, the, the famous story about uh but uh, TNA had uh, Bound for Glory in Detroit one year, and Sting forgot his face paint, and he just got it from a Juggalo. There you go. <laughs> Juggalo. Like, Anybody got some white face paint? Like, Five whoa, guys raised their hands. <laughs> Five guys in ICP shirts all raised their hands. Yep. <laughs> got you, fam. Oh, dear God. Uh, here's a really cool event that I wish I could have gone to and and remembered. <laughs> fucking Live Aid. Uh, well, I mean, you weren't pinnacle. even alive at that point. At that point, no, yeah. I wasn't. What a pinnacle, though. Oh, did you guys? Man. Did you guys see? I know Dan saw it because we reviewed it on an old podcast. But did you ever see Bohemian Rhapsody? Not the no, not the, the biopic. Yeah, no, no. I highly recommend it. It's good. Things are out of sequence in that movie, but. Yeah, but it's it's like so anything good. Else, like anything else that's based on a true story. Yeah, but they, but I saw I saw a clip on YouTube. They took the Live Aid portion of the movie and put it next to the actual concert footage. Like they got everything right, even the placement of the Pepsi cuffs and how many. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like they really they did so good with that too. Uh, if, if you ever do want to watch it, Eric, and we want to do a review on here, we got to get Jeff Trellowitz on because he's the biggest Queen fan I know. And I know he'll he'll be more than happy to come on and discuss Queen with you. Oh, okay, all right. I am actually going to add that to my list because that's something I did want to watch, and I don't know why I just didn't go see it. It's it's good. It's was, really good. At the time that I was still getting my training done with um for AC or HVAC, so I probably just had a study and I couldn't go. And uh, speaking of biopics, because we watched this at the same time, watch uh, the NWA biopic, Straight Outta Compton. That's really good, too. Yeah, like, yeah. it's it's intense, obviously, because it's a different subject matter, but it's so good. <clears throat> and All right. And isn't it In like... History. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I was just uh, going to say real quick, I think it's Ice Cube's son plays himself, right? Yeah, Ice Cube's son plays, plays, Ice Cube. plays his dad, yeah, which is awesome. So, is he trying to be a movie star now too? What's Ice Cube's son doing? He's acting. Okay. I don't think he's had anything as high profile as his own dad, but like, like number two or number three on them in that movie. 
Yeah, but good for him. Uh, Route 66 removed from an American highway map. Yeah, I always thought that was kind of bullshit. Like, I guess fuck Route 66. I think it's like... I I think it's not like a continuous route anymore. Like, you have to go on other roads. Yeah, but you can still map it out if you want to do the whole drive, because I know several people who've done it. So, but like, why remove it? No idea. Why do anything? Well, that's why have a job. Well, oh, you know, we want to know something interesting (laughs) that I found out today. Not nothing job related. Just thinking of like why people do things the way they do. Uh, The person who, (sighs) okay, back in the early 1900s when they still had hand cranks for cars. They were trying to come up with a way to, like, uh, reduce engine knock. I'm not sure if you know know what that is. Yeah, I know what engine knock is. Uh, And one of the things that they found out was, hey, if we put lead in the gas, it will (laughs) will reduce engine knock. So that's how we ended up getting lead in gas, by the way. But, but... They've known that lead has been poisonous since, like, the 1700s. Everybody knew, except for this I mean, this one guy even knew, but he didn't care because it cost them pennies, pennies on, like, $100 to put lead in gas to make a fortune out of it. Uh, he, <laughs> he single-handedly poisoned the world. Like, single-handedly, this one guy poisoned the world. And then, a few years later, he creates Freon, which puts a, ho- uh, uh, puts a hold in the ozone layer. This one man is, re- more, is responsible for, like, climate change and, and just – it's fucking ridiculous. One person. What an asshole. And he knew that both products were dangerous. He just didn't give a shit because of money. Capitalism. America. <laughs> I mean, I would be. I, this is my shock face. Where's that? Where's that? A uh, Star Trek cartoon meme? The shock face. <laughs> like, like we need that meme right now. Did you know your products were poisonous? Gasp. Oh man, what a time! Uh, let's move on to. I'm gonna save what I think is the best for last. So let's move on to the Grammys. Who won? <laughs> Grammys. Yeah, we're we're done with Michael Jackson. Sorry, bud. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's part of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> technically, yeah. but yeah, as um, as is Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a weird year. <laughs> it's a goodie, but it's a weirdy. Uh, we are the world. Which they literally filmed, they literally did it right after the Grammys of that year before everyone, because they knew everyone was going to be in town. It's actually a smart way to plan. Yep. So they did it. They recorded it right after the Grammys that night. Would you consider that a plan? Because it's more like, hey, you guys are already here. (laughs) Remember that thing we talked about a year ago? (laughs) Let's do that. An album of the year goes to Lionel Richie. Can't slow down. Yeah, 
Lionel Richie's okay. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a, a big Lionel Richie fan, but I got nothing against him. Not my cup of tea, but, you know. All night long. All night long. I mean, that is yeah. a good song, but... That's, that's that one. Um, yeah. And Hello is on that one. And now, I guess we move on to the Oscars? Yeah, we can do the Oscars. Ooh, that one's good. That one's good. All right, let's... Um, best lead actress goes to Sally Field. Place, <clears throat> place in the heart. Places in the heart. Places in the heart. Places in the heart. Never seen the movie. Yeah, I never even heard of it. Cast Ed Harris, Danny Glover, Malkovich. There's like three. Like, I gotta look this up. Maybe, maybe I have heard of it. Uh, I haven't seen the picture and just didn't know what the fuck it's called. (laughs) I mean, that's possible. That's me with a lot of movies, so that's entirely possible. Because I don't know how to pronounce this one, and I'm gonna fuck it up real bad. All right. I'll give it a shot. So, um, apparently this this movie did really fucking well. And I'm looking at a picture of it, and it looks fucking hilarious. Best picture goes to Amadeus. You got it. All right. It's a biopic about Mozart. Really? That one best picture? I mean, I guess it's the Oscars, so they always go for, like, bougie things. Uh, lead actor is F. Murray, F. Murray Abraham, also from Amadeus. You're going to notice the theme here. Best <laughs> director goes to Milos Foreman from Amadeus. <laughs> Best oh, oh, visual oh, effect goes to Indiana Jones and the Devil of Doom. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Effect they're talking about. I want to know which effect. Golly, mod. (laughs) (laughs) There's also the part where like the ghosts go through, go around, or whatever. What about the part where Short Round gets slapped? Mm. Is that a visual effect? Can that count? No, he really got slapped. (laughs) It was it was visually pleasing though because Short Round was annoying. I love hey, Dr. Jones. You know make, he's making a comeback to acting, you know that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I heard I'm pretty sure I heard Jaleel White say that in the mid two thousands and I'm still waiting. So let's see let's see how that turns out for him. You know, I mean there's certain people like once they play a role, that's all you ever see them as. And it's really hard for them to like be anything else. We talk about we talk about Frankie Muniz being smart. Jaleel White got himself part ownership of Family Matters, so he's set for life. Yep. There you go. Fair. But, like, can you picture, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a famous... Even though he's good-looking and jacked, he just can't beat fucking... You're the nerd. You're that nerd guy. Did I do that? Yeah. Some actors get stereotyped. Uh, he was Big Show's best friend on the Big Show show. Yeah. 
Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, he was in one of the cartoons. Well, always. I guess you can always break into voice acting. Because acting is acting. I would say voice acting is harder. Voice unless, acting because you gotta do shit with your voice. <laughs> I, I don't know unless you're unless you're H. John Benjamin or Patrick Warburton, and then you just have to show up. <laughs> That's true. Well, Mark fair. Hamill, because I feel like sometimes Mark Hamill isn't really. Yeah, but Mark Hamill can do voices. Those guys don't do voices. That's just them. That was like when we saw Mark Hamill when he reprised his role as the trickster in the Flash TV show. I mean, like, that's just his Joker voice. Yeah. It really is just his Joker voice. I love that he was the Joker in the Arkham games, though. That made me yeah, so happy. Yeah, I love it because they, they brought back almost the entire cast from the cartoon show for those yeah. games. I gotta go back and replay it. I you still haven't played Arkham Knights. You know what's funny? After all we've been through, Joker, I still would have <laughs> given you the antidote. <laughs> You're right, that's That is funny, guys. Best yep. part of the game. And then every time you, you find Harley afterwards, she's just crying her eyes out the whole time. I think that's probably the best romance ever is Batman and Joker. God, I thought you were about to say Joker and Harley, and I was about to shoot that shit down real fast. No. It's <laughs> like the worst romance ever. <laughs> it literally, it's just Batman and Joker. Those two are like a couple made in heaven. Fucking perfect for each other. Do you ever see the thing where it's like, if you ever wanted to know what Batman's identity is, ask these guys. It's like 24 people. Like, they all know. (laughs) It's not that secret anymore. The Joker has found out his real identity. I love in the the Harley Quinn cartoon when Joker finds out his identity and the first thing he does is freak out on him because, like, Wayne Tech screwed up some kind of tech that he had stock in or something. And I'm like, I love that that's... Is he kills the freaking guy that, uh, was it Scarecrow that, that like, unmasked him? He yeah. shoots and kills him first. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, it's Bruce Wayne! <laughs> where's my where's my future car? You son of a bitch, I had stock in Wayne Tech or something like that. Like, that was the funniest part! That's <laughs> what he's mad about! <laughs> and how freaking realistic is that? Oh, that's fucking great. Uh, speaking of Batman, we can segue real quick here. Go for it. Dan, what did you see this week? I saw The Batman. And what'd you think? I really liked it. It's now on HBO Max, so you should watch it. Yeah, it's good. I love the fact that they did a detective story instead yeah, of just... Yeah, it's an actual full detective story. Because, like, most Batman movies have very little detective in it. There's the part in Batman Begins where he's trying to figure out where the drugs are coming from. And he uh, runs into Joffrey... No, oh, yeah. <laughs> Little Jack Gleason. And he doesn't punch him in the face? How <laughs> did you not punch that kid in the face? Because he's actually, <laughs> he's actually like the nicest kid in the world in real life, which makes his, his role as Joffrey so much better. I mean, he has to be now. He has to be the nicest person for the rest of his fucking life. Did you he ever see the one? Day. It's They're at an award show, and it's Sophie Turner with her arms wrapped around... Jack Gleason with big smiles on his face, and then there's Nick Jonas with the shock look on his face, like, how dare you? (laughs) And I friggin' love that. Well, yeah, but the other thing is the Batman, it's only, like, his third year as Batman. Yeah, he's only been Batman for two years, I think, so it's the beginning of his third year. So nobody trusts him except for Gordon. And even that's shaky. 
but uh, I I loved the Catwoman role really well. I thought uh, I, I liked the Penguin. I thought they did a great job with the whole thing. Even the Riddler it was, was awesome. Like, and it's like a idea like why had no one had this idea for a Riddler before? Like. Yeah. It's seven or 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 zodiac. Yeah, basically. Right. We have we have history of serial killers that leave clues behind on purpose to taunt the detectives. Yeah. What if that person is a Batman villain and the detective is Batman? And it yeah. took until twenty twenty and Matt Reeves to come <laughs> around and say, Hey, let's do that. There you go. Uh, one thing that I think is very underrated and under, uh, I just say, I don't think it's talked about enough is how good Andy Serkis was as Alfred. Like that might've been one of my favorite Alfreds they've ever done. And I, I don't think he's getting enough credit for his role there, but yeah, really, really good stuff. I really liked the Batman or as Dan asked before we went on the air, is it the Batman or the Batman? Maybe at the beginning he's the Batman, but by the end he's the Batman. He's the Batman. Thy Batman? (laughs) (laughs) And if you pay attention, there's things that are like clear through the entire movie. Because you can see somebody in the background of several shots. Mm hmm. Who would would be there by, by the end reveals? Yep, good, good stuff. All now, right. You know what's funny? Fine. What's funny is the Cosby Show winning an Emmy in 1985. We didn't know back then. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know. Actually, back then, he was, like, the most wholesome person on planet Earth. Yeah, yeah that's true. Dude, Isn't I know. It's like around the time they put the um, the head statue at in Disney. May have been. I mean, it, it's it to me. It's the equivalent of finding out that like, like Fred Rogers murdered babies or something. You know what I mean? Like, right? It's just it's just that that horrible. Like, no, you were supposed to be the good wholesome guy. What happened? Because that was the thing. I was like, mm, you know, Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy. They're just too darn uh, with all the swears and the, just so edgy and over the top. Man, you got to be. More family friendly and down to earth, you know, like Bill Cosby or Robin Williams. Oh wait, no, Robin Williams was pretty filthy. Yeah, he was. <laughs> His stand-up routines make me laugh hysterically. I just I oh, saw God. one special where he's like, during the show, he's at the back of the auditorium. <laughs> here's here's how, <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think we're about to like discover something if you want to be super wholesome you can be as dirty and raunchy as you want as long as you are super nice to like children because if you think about it bob saget bob saget like disgusting old man fucking hilarious super nice to kids same with Robin Williams. Can you imagine if Rick Moranis just gets up on stage and cuts, like, the dirtiest, filthiest stand-up routine you've ever heard? Like, I would die laughing. Because I can't, I can't picture it. 
the man who quit acting when his wife died of cancer so he could be a dad and raise his kids the right way. And then he turns out to be a filthy stand-up comedian. I mean, when life throws you lemons, <laughs> you make do, is what I'm saying. All right. Uh, we've got a few more things to get through here. Dramatic things. The Emmy for drama goes to Cagney and Lacey. Never wow. seen it. Yeah, same. As I, as I said last week, it was in syndication at one point. We watched it pretty much every day. <laughs> so, uh, I've seen plenty. Uh, Emmy for comedy actor goes to Robert Gilliam. Gilliam? Gilliam. Sure, that. On Benson. As Benson. Benson on Benson. Never seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen Benson. I haven't seen any of these, so don't feel bad. <laughs> okay. Comedy actress, then. Jane Curtin on Kate and Allie. Which one uh, was she, Kate or Allie? I'm going to go with Allie. She was Allie. <laughs> ah, I had a 50-50 chance. <laughs> <laughs> Heads or tails. When uh, in doubt. Always go tails. But head's nice. Anyway, <laughs> before we before we get canceled. <laughs> All right, drama actor William Daniels on uh, Saint Elsewhere. You know who William Daniels is, right? Should I? <laughs> I, I feel like you said something, but you. <laughs> You're still breaking up. I don't know what you're saying over there, but your microphone doesn't like it. It's Feeny. Yeah, Mr. Feeny. <laughs> okay. Feeny! I thought you were doing the Scott Steiner thing for a minute. Oh, <laughs> like, your your voice reached a new register. Like, not transmitting. Like, <laughs> I'm going to keep this in just so everybody is aware. Because, like... It went so high that your microphone's like, oh, this is an error. <laughs> like, it just That's just some kind of weird background noise. <laughs> Which actually, at, at the beginning, they just said, Eric yells to get Mr. Feeney's attention. And so the first several times he does, he just goes, Mr. Feeney! <laughs> and then he finally gets the Feeney! Feeney! Drama actress... Ooh, I'm gonna fuck this one up. Tyne Daly. Tyne Daly. We literally said her name last week. <clears throat> you got you got the wrong part wrong. <laughs> you got Tyne right, but gonna get Daly right. Yeah, you messed yeah, well, you no. messed up my backwards pronunciation. But on uh, Cagney and Lacey again. Yeah. Which one was she? Ah, not Cagney. That's correct. She was Lacey. <laughs> All right, now you're just fucking with him. Stock it off. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to songs. Because we, all we got left are songs and movies, and I want to save movies for last. Because The top five of the year? What a list. All right, so this is a uh, top five songs uh so we are the world we already mentioned one 
Yeah, well, there's not even a doubt that that was number one. These are all bangers, by the way. Yeah, these are. These are. uh, Take on me. Take me on. (laughs) By the way, that's a great music video. I'll be gone in a day or two. I think uh, the next time we do one of uh, the where we like watch music videos, we should probably watch that one. We did it last time. (laughs) We literally did that one. I know. We, uh, we did that. We've done six videos, and that was one of them. <laughs> I forgot. All right, listen. <laughs> Marijuana is legal here, and I'm talking about like how my life compares to Dwight Howard. We're so. already yeah. Eric's depressed right now. Let's give him this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to know what love is, man. I want to know. I want what you to love show is. me. Foreigner. These are. These are all fucking great. Where it breaks down at the end and the freaking choir comes in. If you wear the foreigner belt and you quote lyrics, you can control people with them. Guess the show reference. Those are not foreigner songs. (laughs) Those are Love a Boy Has Always Sucked. Uh, Speaking of the show that we're referencing, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is coming back. What? Yeah, and they aired a trailer. The Return of Hand Banana is going to be the next episode. Oh, no. Tonight. No. You. Yeah, in the trailer, Carl run- Frylock goes out to get the mail. Carl runs out and is trying to talk to him. And the whole time, he's just like, you've got a weird medallion around your neck. He's like, shh, shh, it's a transmitter. He can hear us. He, I mean, no, not at all. You know, it's just us two neighbors here, you know, hanging out, having a good time. And out comes Hand Banana. And he shocks Carl till he's done and brings out the Enforcer. Enforcer, get out of here. I want my name to be Spaghetti. Spaghetti, whatever. Let's get the meat back in the house. Dear God. <laughs> the article was like, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is coming back and it's just as weird as ever. And I was like, that's exactly what I wanted. Apparently it's going to be contemporary style storylines. So get ready. <laughs> so we got Shout... I love that song. I'm talking to you. Come on. Tears for Fears, all of their big hits were bangers. Yeah, they're like all of them. Like, I'm not saying they have a perfect discography, but whenever they had a song that was a hit, it was really good. And then Lionel Richie made it again. (laughs) Say you, say me. Well, he's got to have one of the best songs to have one of the best albums. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's I true. About that one. Can you imagine if he didn't fucking make it on a list, though? And he still made like that, that would be funny as hell. <laughs> like, I'd laugh. I would laugh at that. I don't know, like, out of all the songs on there, I, I want to say, which one do you think is the more, uh, like, most all night long? I would say Take On Me. Oh, out of the list of this, this five? Yeah, yeah those five. I thought you meant Lionel Richie still from that album. No, I would I would pick Take On Me as the best just because it's the one that I think has stuck around the longest. Also has more reasons to be talked about because of the video being one of the best of all time. Right. And it's... I mean, yeah, AHA did a, a James Bond song, but they really are a one-hit wonder. Yep. So... When you, when people think of Aha, that's the song, right? Like you know, they, they already told you they were going to be a one hit wonder because they said that, that that I'll be gone in a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> Great video, though. Oh. 
I saw a fucking interview with Chadwick about Black Panther 2. Dear God. Mm. Well, time, yeah, seriously. Let's not talk about it. I want to cry. God damn it. <clears throat> what were the top five movies of 1985? Okay, well, I'm going to get one out of the way because I haven't seen it. The Color Purple? I have not seen that. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I Actually, there's two on here that I haven't seen, but the, the other three? Fucking awesome! <clears throat> Out of Africa? That's the other one? Yeah. That was number five. Yeah, okay. Color Purple was number four. Africa is Robert Redford and Meryl Streep in a Sidney Pollock film. So that was set up for success. <laughs> Color Purple is Whoopi Goldberg. It's a Spielberg. Uh, Oprah, Oprah's in there. It's like yeah. her first acting gig. So is this like a, one of those race movies or whatever? Like, uh... Yes, it's a, literally about slaves. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Because I remember her being in one of those. I just didn't know what it was called. Now I know. Yeah, there it is. There it is. I believe it is a was originally a play, and they decided to make the movie. And then you got Rambo, First Blood Part Two, which is the first one to be called Rambo. <laughs> it goes First Blood, Rambo First Rambo, Blood Part Two, first and then Rambo first Three. Blood. <laughs> that was the number two movie of 1985. Rocky Four. Drago. If he dies, he dies. I must break you. Who puts their money against Rocky? <laughs> well, Russian. I mean... Commies? <laughs> like... In Rocky Three, he loses. And then... <laughs> he does, yeah. He loses big time. He gets his ass beat and his manager gets killed. The fucking dies. Has a heart attack and dies. And then one of my fucking favorite movies of all time, Back to the Future. <sighs> well, that's like the movie of 1985. Like, Yes. It's like the movie of the century. But yes, I agree. <laughs> and those are your top five movies. I think that's the entire fucking list. Did I read it all? You read the whole thing? Yeah. I was deleting stuff in the document as you were reading it, so you're good. So real quick, I'm going to go over a couple of other movies that came out in 1985 because, you know, like, 1985 had a lot of actual good movies. So here's a couple of notable films that came out. You had After Hours. You had American Ninja. You had The Aviator with Christopher Reeve. We did mention Back to the Future, of course, which uh, Better Off Dead came out in 1985. The Black Cauldron came out in 1985. I've never seen Brazil, but I've heard it's excellent. So, Do they have tour groups? <laughs> uh, the Breakfast Club, that was 1985. The Black Cauldron was 1985. That was... Disney hadn't gotten its renaissance yet, but they were getting there. Commando. Member Commando? With Arnold? Member? I remember. How about Day of the Dead? George A. Romero. 
that was... Uh, I've never seen Desperately Seeking Susan, but I've heard enough references to feel like I've seen it. That's the one Madonna's in that, yeah. Yeah, Madonna's in that. Uh, one of the Ewok movies came out in 85. <laughs> Battle of Fort Endor. How about Fever Pitch? Mm, no, nah, I've never saw it. Yeah, well, it's Richard Brooks's last movie, and it got four Razzie nominations because it was that bad. So it's just worth mentioning because, you know. When something sucks that much, you have to mention it. Uh, Friday the 13th, A New Beginning. Is uh, that the second one? That's the fifth one. That's the f- what? Yeah. Ghoulies came out that year, though. And so did Fright Night. How about Girls Just Want to Have Fun? How about The Goonies? Well, there you go. Goonies! We saw that. I actually saw that movie the other day. While I was working. I watched it a lot when I was way too young. Oh, it's so good, though. I was literally putting ba- uh, putting a MacBook together. And I was watching Goonies, laughing my ass off. Something that should have taken me like an hour to do. Took do me, the like, truffle shuffle. The Last Dragon. How about Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? Beyond Thunderdome. That's a that's a good one. Is that the before uh before Fury Road came that out? That would be was the that, last one before Fury Road. Yeah, but I was gonna say before that came out, was that the best one? Or was the Road Warrior the best oh, one? No, Road Warrior was the best one. <clears throat> How about National Lampoon's European Vacation? Got a lot. Yeah, the European vacation's great. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <sighs> Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Not a good one. First Nightmare on Elm Street's really good. This one is shit. But then the is third the one. one where, like, it's like all of them in the institution taking the drug that makes them. No, bad. that's the third one. That's Dream Warriors. That one's fantastic. Yeah. Now, Freddy's Revenge, it starts off on a school bus. And he's, like, furiously driving it and giggling. And then it ends on the school bus. And it's just its just not that good. It's boring. It's not that good. Considering what came around it, it I don't think it, uh, it aged as well. Hey, remember Return to Oz? <laughs> a chil- a scared the shit out of me? A children's movie that might as well be a fucking horror movie? <laughs> With the wheelers and shit? Oh, my God. <laughs> Follow That Bird came out in 1985. Well, there you go. That one's a good one. Big Bird's movie. St. Elmo's Fire. I don't know shit about the movie, but I know the song. Yeah. Because the song... The song's a banger. It's like formulaic 80s. Yeah. Get you pumped up. But it's it's good, though. (laughs) Teen Wolf. Michael J. Fox. Yeah, Michael J. Fox. And it got a sequel in 1987, so obviously... Where Jason Bateman went to boxing. (laughs) A View to a Kill. Uh, That was Roger Moore's last Bond movie, correct? Um, It's the Christopher Walken one. Grace Jones is in it, too, so... I think that was his last Bond movie. That's the one with the Aha song on it, so... Yes. And Weird Science. So there you go, some good movies. You missed Clue. 
Did I actually gaze over Clue? I was trying to do the alphabetical list. Yeah, I did miss Clue. Uh, you know what? It, I don't think any other movie can ever be based on a board game. Because Clue did it, and Clue did it best. And yeah, I've seen no, Battleship. No one appreciated it for another ten years. I've seen Battleship, and it was not good. Clue is a masterpiece. So You've seen Battleship, so you know it should sink. What you're saying? <laughs> Spoiler: It sinks. I I mean, a ship sinks. I don't remember if it was the battleship, but I remember there were aliens, and then at one point they do the overhead camera shot where they're both launching at each other, and it's just like that's ooh a- witness. That's a good one. Witness. Where? Yeah. Can uh, I get a witness? It's uh, Harrison Ford's like an FBI agent <clears throat> investigating oh, yeah. murder. Oh, that. Was, you know where that was, takes. You know where that takes place, right? Well, yeah, because a murder happens like in a train station, and a small uh, boy of a certain persuasion that lives in your area <laughs> is the only witness to the murder. <laughs> yes, I live in Amish country. Just say it. Yeah, yeah. It was Amish. With the Cartoon it was Network Amish. Hotel. I don't think it was there. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was not there when Witness came out. (laughs) You are right about that. The Cartoon Network Hotel was not there. The Lancaster host was, though. That would have been there. The Lancaster Lancaster host was there 100 years before that. Lancaster host was there since, like, the 60s, so it was definitely there when they were filming. Um, Yes. Remember we did the thing where we tried to figure out which group members in our nerd table group lived the closest, and I determined I was the most terrified because Al Urize lives less than 10 minutes from me, and I don't actually know where he lives, but he knows where I live because he's been to my house. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Well, now you got to (laughs) move. So where's your mail getting forwarded to? Uh, Don't worry about that. Just don't tell Alurise. To a P.O. box in New Jersey. <laughs> I'm not going back to New Jersey. No, you just forward it to a P.O. box, and then the P.O. box can forward it to wherever you need to go. All right, all right. Uh, that's... 13th part five. That's... You know what? That's a lot of steps. Just let Brandon come kill me at that point. <laughs> it's too much work. Uh, Brandon, he's a good guy. I, I think he still listens to the show. I like he how would, you back now. <laughs> You're just like, he's good, he's fine, he won't kill me. He knows I'm fucking with him. I, I I I never knew he actually listened to the show, but then he would like randomly make a reference at work in the warehouse and just reference something that we talked about on the show. I'm like, I didn't even know you listened. He just would shrug. I'm like, well, at least you're entertained. That's what that's what matters, right? Speaking of being entertained, are you guys ready to be entertained? Always ready to be entertained. All right. Off my pants. Jesus Christ. Anyway. <laughs> All right. The entertainment challenge You're this week. pants? Yeah, rookie. Dan, I don't think Dan has ever recorded a podcast with pants on. How long have we been podcasting for together? 2013, baby. Son of a bitch. That's a long time. Actually, no uh, approaching our anniversary in a few weeks. Our podcast anniversary is May the 15th. My ring announcer anniversary is May the 14th. My Disney anniversary is May the 21st. That's a lot. And may the 4th be with you. Yes. 
My father's birthday is the 23rd. And then there's May 19th. When did I start fucking doing podcasts? I'll have to look up the first date of the, the nerd table, but I believe it was August in in COVID year because we talked about doing a podcast because we were like, what else are we going to do? True. Can't go outside. Not that Eric and I were ever outdoor cats anyway. <laughs> I remember when they made the mandate. <laughs> like, Everybody's got to stay in for, for two weeks. And I'm I like, like, what's oh, the punishment? <laughs> wait, wait, what's the problem? I don't understand. So now we're two years and three months into that shit. And it's, well, it's not really a thing anymore, but. now I, I kind of missed it because the roads were empty. Yeah, I didn't get to experience that because they killed our delivery route when it happened. So I was in the warehouse all day. Oh, it was very eerie. It was kind of like, um, imagine driving through the desert. Like, you might see a few cars here and there. Or driving through an abandoned town. That's what it felt like. Yeah, I've never driven in the... I mean, I've driven in cars that went through deserts, but I never was driving. Anyway. All right, we got 19 entries this week. So we got a, we got a nice big... That's tied for a record. That's nice big number to work with here. Uh, everybody's kicking some ass uh, continuing to play. And remember, consistency is the key here. You Try to play every single week because you never know if your entry is going to make us laugh. I mean, Metallic Carrots was the stupidest goddamn thing I ever heard, and that got a fucking point. So, because <laughs> for some reason, Eric decided that was funny enough to warrant a point. It's fucking funny. And you know what? It worked because we're still talking about Metallic Carrots like three weeks later after the incident. Just like this entry is so stupid, and Eric's like, I liked it. Incident. I liked it. Yeah, well, Joey Image is on the board. Uh, let's let's quickly do the board here. I'm just going to do the top ten. In tenth place is Tom Dickinson with eleven points. Uh, tied for ninth is Randy Moyer and Ellis with twelve. So Ellis is in the top ten now. You've all been warned. You better everybody everybody I mention from this point on better friggin' get good. If Ellis passes you, yeah. Eighth place, Dylan Mushaw with 13 points. In seventh place is Clarissa with 14. In sixth place is a tie for 15 points apiece between Chris McGinnis and Hannah. By the way, of all the girls who've played, and there's like five of you, Hannah is your leader right now. So we should give the girls their own separate board so they can just compete against each other. Then Hannah can be queen. Hannah's queen. Well, fifth place is Brian Murphy with 19 points. Fourth place is Jeff Trelowitz with 20. In third place is Matt Hardman with 21. In second place is Jay Winger with 23 and holding his lead in first place is Brian Leon with 24. Because he keeps getting earmarks every week because apparently he's funny. He's hilarious. Freaking, your dad, this damn Minnesota boy's kicking all your asses. If I did not mention your name and you have played before and gotten points, it means you are still in single digits because the next person on the list would have been Katie with nine. So we need you guys to start breaching those double digits. Play. Be funny. Just try. That's the best you can do here. So the game this week actually came from Matt Hardman. 
because once again, he found a meme and it was like, this would make for a funny game. And it was take, take a band and add the word daddy to it. And the, the, and the example that was given was daddy roach. And he goes, what do you think? I said, this is perfect because the word daddy can be very funny. So I took it a step further and I gave you all the option. You could change a word in a band and insert daddy. Or you could take the name of the band and just add daddy to it somewhere. Also, musical artists counted too. So, who's your daddy? And what does he do? Are you guys ready? My mom says my dad's a sex machine. (laughs) Right out the gate. You ready? Right off the friggin' gate. First entry. And I'm pretty sure this posted... In like two minutes after I posted the game. The entry is nine inch daddies. God damn it, Hannah. <laughs> Point. Nine inch daddies. Now here's my question. Are they just really short? Or is there something specific that's like, <laughs> the code name for something that's nine inches? <laughs> Wait, what is this a takeoff of? Nine inch nails. Oh, nine inch nails. Yes. Oh yeah. If you don't know the band, let me know because I think I understand all the references that were. Nine playing. inch daddies. <laughs> yeah, nine inch daddies was the first one. Yeah, that's a point from me. The guy pulls out a twelve inch pianist. Oh, I can't tell that joke. <laughs> Dan? Yeah, I get your point. Okay. Well, Eric, you were right. <laughs> I fucking knew it. That was Hannah. <laughs> right <laughs> off the freaking gate was Hannah with <sighs> Nine Inch Daddies. So, um, so I appreciate Hannah staying on brand. Thirsty Banana Strikes Again. Thirsty banana. Fucking love it. Your next entry is the Mighty Mighty Daddies. That's the impression that I get. (laughs) Daddy. Ska music intensifies. Play the trumpet. This would pop Chris Decker and Matt Derline because they like their ska. Actually, I have a guess. I, I think I know who it might be. You have a guess? I think it's Chris McGinnis. You, you know what? I'm just going to tell you. You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Are we playing Guess Who Played It now? Because we can do that if you guys want. <laughs> we're, we're no, I'm only going to do that when I'm confident. Because <laughs> 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 I've known Chris McGinnis since 05. <laughs> and he's a Sky guy? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I liked it. I'll give it a point. Yeah, that's a point. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do with the cherry popping daddies? (laughs) daddies. Uh, (laughs) Next entry, they might be daddies. Oh, shit. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Yeah. See, no, I would think that was Chris, but he already answered. I don't know who this might be, but well played. <laughs> it might be Dennis. 
Uh, yeah, it's a good one. That's a point from me. Yeah, that is a point. Yeah. Uh, go a little further out from York, Pennsylvania, Dan. We got to get to West Virginia for this gentleman. This was our friend Dylan Mushaw. <laughs> All right. Here's a perfect example of not changing a name, but just adding it and just letting the entry go apeshit. Daddy Orgy. <laughs> just added Daddy. <laughs> Damn, how does it feel? <laughs> you get a point for me. Well, I wouldn't know how that feels, so. No thanks. Now, how do I feel? Blue Monday. Blue Daddies. Yeah, it's a point. What say Eric? Okay, point. <laughs> All right. Brian Murphy. <laughs> Brian Murphy. All right. Brian Murphy. The Sex Daddies. Wow. The Daddy Pistols? <laughs> also, I appreciate this person specifying Sex Pistols as if I wasn't going to pick up that reference. <laughs> I do know who the Sex Pistols are. Never mind the Bollocks. <laughs> Never mind the daddies. <laughs> British daddies. <laughs> the pops. It's a point. Yeah, it's a point. Yeah, point. Randy Moyer. A little West Coast for you there. You know, whenever I mention Eastern Standard Time for the entries, I always think of Randy over there on the West Coast. Like, sorry, bud. <laughs> hey man, some of my favorite stuff are on West Coast time, and they're like, "Oh no, our shows are good. They start at seven, and I'm like, ten o'clock. It means you end at one. <laughs> oh my god, trying to watch, trying to watch like a Seattle Mariners game. <laughs> Opening pitches at ten o five. Like I need to go to now, bed. I, yeah, I, I'm at the point now because I changed how I sleep schedule this year, and now it's just like I can't watch the late basketball game. It starts after ten. Which means before halftime, I need to be in bed. Yeah, let it be known that Animal Crossing New Horizons put Dan on a new sleep schedule. <laughs> I told you that game would change your life. <laughs> I need to pick up shells by six. <laughs> no, it's I. If, if I don't, if I don't log in before noon, I don't get turnips. <laughs> That's only on Sunday, though. Ah, uh, <laughs> dude, Animal Crossing is real shit. I told you. Animal Crossing's real shit. That's real life, guys. Kind of, I kind of like the new schedule because I get a few hours before noon. Yeah, I yeah, actually... I can accomplish something before noon, you know? I still like my late nights, of course, because I've always been a night owl, but I will admit that if I do wake up, even on a weekend, by like 9 a.m., I'm actually pretty happy. So, I actually don't like sleeping till 11 anymore because then I feel like I'm wasting my day, so... It's like, I accomplished something before I even ate today. What the yeah. fuck? All right, your next entry, Guns and Daddies. I, I think that's the correct one. That's the correct version, too. Yeah, because Daddies and Roses. Nah. nah, but Guns and Daddies. Yeah. Where do we go now? Speaking of which... Sweet Daddy of mine. Speaking of which, the, the Thor Love and Thunder preview... We'll switch out of the mine. Yep. What about um the Stranger Things 4 preview with Journey? Oh. oh. 
I haven't watched it because I haven't watched any Stranger Things. Oh, so. uh, yeah. Well, you're not a horror guy, so. But I see that the the bad guy is going to be Vecna. Yeah, I was going to say, for you D&D nerds, this has got to be awesome. Like, the end boss of that entire show is Vecna. Just like the end boss of the first campaign of Critical Role was Vecna. There you go. Uh, Guns and Daddies gets a point from me. Yeah, point. Point. Chris Wright with Guns and Daddies. Daddy! Next, we have the Wu-Tang Daddies. <laughs> you know, Ghostface Daddy and... Oh, God, stop. <laughs> the, old daddy, the old daddy restaurant. <laughs> The old daddy Chinese restaurant. Old dirty daddy. <laughs> you guys brought this on to yourselves. Inspector daddy. <laughs> Method daddy. The rizzle for shizzle. The rizzle for daddy. <laughs> daddy for shizzle. <laughs> the Wu That's an easy point for me. Yeah, that's the point. Yep. The Wu-Tang Daddies are for the children. That is from our, the, the fine gentleman's voice you hear at the beginning and end of every episode, Mr. Adrian Cotton. By the way, if y'all want a vacation, because you've had, if you want to go see the Wu-Tang Daddies in person. If you've had plan, enough of our shit. <laughs> plan a trip and get the hell away from the three of us. You got to go further path, further than Michigan, but... We're not on the West Coast. We're not in the mountain time zone, so just go out there and figure your shit out. I don't care if you take it to the, the shit store or a... Get your shit, shit together, Summer. <laughs> get your shit together, Summer. Just get together. <clears throat> take all your shit. Yes. So, Adrian Cotton, we appreciate you, and we appreciate your fine sponsorship on the show. Next entry, Earth, Wind, and Daddies. Do you remember? <laughs> also the right spot to put that. <laughs> you have Earthbenders, Windbenders, and then you have Daddy Benders. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bend you, Daddy. Well, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are into that. Bending daddy. Yeah. That's a point. That does get a point, yes. Yeah. That's nickel. Alright, I'm gonna let you guys judge this next one and do whatever you want with it. <clears throat> but this one didn't actually submit an a name. They're going f- for the funny description. So play this how you want. No longer the Backstreet Boys. They've grown up, and now it's the next generation. You know where I'm going with this. Mm, the Backstreet Boys' daddies. <laughs> the Back Daddies? Back Daddy Boys would have been funny as hell. Daddy Street Boys also would have been funny. But I think we're going with Backstreet Daddies. I don't know where you're going there, so... Where do we go now? We go to getting no points! Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. We had to put in the effort, so I agree. (laughs) (laughs) 
So the only reason I'm also saying no point is because I don't want to set a precedent that people can do this and get away with it. Now, Metallic Carrots failed miserably on me, but thankfully Eric is siding with me here. So my apologies to Heather, uh, Heather C, not Heather Q, because we have two. I do apologize, but you should have gone with the actual entry. I get what you were trying to do, and I think this is her first time playing the game, but it's not how it works. And now you know for the future. That brings us to our next entry, and this is Bare Naked Daddy. <laughs> you gotta go with that one, yeah. <coughs> yeah, it was easy. Eric, guess who played it? Oh, God, is it Katie? It is Katie. Katie played the bare naked daddy. Well played, Katie. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hannah went plural, but Katie went singular. So what does that tell you? She has a specific one in mind. The Hannah likes to party. <laughs> I think I broke uh, Chris again. Son of a bitch! Every fucking week now. Okay, I'm just I'm I'm gonna take fault for that because I did set you up. So, but yeah, I, I yeah, goddamn it, Eric. Anyway, <laughs> next entry, Van Daddy. Van Morrison? I was thinking Van Halen. Uh, that's probably what they were thinking of. I'm just older than old. <laughs> yeah, I would have... I, I thought of Van Halen and Dan went older than me, so... I mean, I am the middle child on this podcast. <laughs> but... It could be whatever van you want. Is there are there any more vans I should be aware of? Probably is. Could have yeah. been Eddie Van Daddy. <laughs> it's probably it's almost uh, almost definitely there. Yeah. I'm guessing Halen. But I don't know. This gentleman's older than you, Dan. So possibly Van Morrison. We'll have to ask him. But first, how do you how do you uh, lay down your points? I lay them down like a singular one for this person. Eric, uh oh, no! I'm gonna have to skip this one too. All right. Unfortunately, I wasn't a big fan of this one either. Um. But he still got a point from Dan. It was Tom Dickinson. We'll have to ask him what he was going for. Tom, I apologize, uh, but I will plug your your Watch Me Cook channel on YouTube for you. So, you know, that's a thing, right? Right, buddy? Uh, Tom's going to hate me now. (laughs) All right, this next one's going to pop Dan. It's Limp Daddy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, daddy, when you're rocking your shit. <laughs> it's like, I did it all for the daddy. Okay. See, I'm not. Nookie's not my go to. You know what's funny? Nobody likes Limp Biscuit. Nobody likes Limp Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, my go to is break stuff. 
If you're actually, I, really, I actually don't even really think about Nookie. Like it's way down the list for me. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Now, if if you actually want me to be serious and give you two Limp Biscuit songs, I really do like. I would go with My Way and Rearranged. I genuinely like those songs. Break stuff is just fun because it's an anthem of ridiculousness. But, Breaking stuff. But Limp Daddy's good, and that's getting a point. Hell yeah. Jay Winger. There you go. All you right. know, your audience, right? That's what <laughs> I'm talking about. Next one is Daddy Psy. Open Daddy oh, style? Daddy. Yeah, they just threw Daddy <laughs> for a sigh. Okay. I don't know. I think that's funny for some reason, though. Hey, sexy daddy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Daddy sigh. Dear God. (laughs) I dig it. I'll give it a point. I can dig it. Yeah, I'll give it a point. Okay. Is that three? Yeah, man. Daddy Psy worked. Uh, This is a brand new group member. Her name is Natalie. Welcome to the group, Natalie. Time to get buried. Welcome to the game. No, she started off with three points. This next one was a little too obvious, but I'm glad somebody played it because the theme of the episode was 1985, after all. I figured someone was going to play Bowling for Daddy, and I'm glad they did because that made me giggle. (laughs) Bowling for Daddy. Bowling for Daddy. I guess it's better than Daddy for Soup. You like do dad stuff just to get some soup? (laughs) Like open the pickle jar? And here's some soup. Mow the lawn. Mow the lawn. Here's some soup. In your in your white your white New Balance sneakers. Don't forget. Yes, that are now green. That are now green. Forever unclean. I like bowling for daddy. That's a point. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Jeff Trelowitz, podcast host, published author, Jeff Trelowitz. All right, here are the final five, and you may have noticed we have a couple heavy hitters who have not shown up yet. So we know some someone was waiting for the, the end of the game to, to show up. Yeah, we haven't heard of a, a BJL yet. <laughs> Your next entry is Black Daddy Brides. This one was designed to pop me. I know it was because I revealed that I'm a fan of Black Veil Brides now. Did I tell you that story? How I discovered them. I like knew the name. And I was like, I've, I've heard of this band. I think they're pretty good. And Leva Bates, Dan knows who that is, posted a picture with them because she was doing a PR tour for them. So I'm like, these guys, I keep hearing about these guys. Can you give me some song recommendations? So she sent me like five songs. I listened to all of them. And I'm like, all right, these guys rock. So if you want to discover some really good new music, check out Black Veil Brides. Or in this case, Black Daddy Brides. Where else would you put that, though? Daddy Veil Brides? or Bla- I don't know. Black Veil Daddies would have been pretty good. But uh, I, am, I am a fan of Black Veil Brides. So thank you, Leva. And thank you to our entry maker here for Black Daddy Brides. They look like they're leather daddies. 
They are. They do enjoy their black. Yes. So, what's your opinion on the entry? I like it. Even though I don't know the band. You don't have to know the band to appreciate Black Daddy Bride. Because you can take that a lot of different ways. Literally a, a, a black man <laughs> in a white dress. Uh, All right, so that, that convinced Eric. All right. Well, there's your, there's your leader, BJL. God, are we going to start abbreviating his name now because you started that? Jill. I love it, Maggle. <laughs> I just want to play Among Us with Brian again so I can hear him get aggressive in his Canadian accent because Minnesota. All right, your next entry for Remain is Boys Like Daddy. The band is Boys Like Girls, in case you're curious. Because I had the emo alternative friends in college who listened to Boys Like Girls and played Five Minutes to Midnight excessively. So, Well, so here's the thing. That's why I didn't know them, because I was in that phase. But they formed after I was already out of college. So oh. <laughs> There you go. Boys. I would have known them. I would have had several of their records if I didn't get kicked out of college. When I did it. Uh, God, well, goddamn! All right, <laughs> boys like daddy. What's your opinion? I mean, it's nicer than daddy like girls. <laughs> but that would have been hilarious too. <laughs> that that actually would have been pretty funny. Inappropriate. So, verdict? Ah, point. Get a point. All right. I'll be the dick. This one didn't pop me. I'm not giving it a point. And I'm not doing it because it's Ellis' entry. It actually didn't pop me. Of all the dirty stuff we witnessed, I feel like Ellis could have done better there. Boys Like Daddy wasn't as good as I think he thought it was. At least not for me. I'm sorry, buddy. Not doing that on purpose, but it didn't pop me. Uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Daddy. <laughs> that, however, popped me, so that's getting oh, the point. Daddy Mark and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> Marky Daddy. And the Marky Mark and the Daddy Bunch? <laughs> you can go a couple different ways with that, but I, I think Funky Daddy's pretty funny. Get Daddy! That's a point from me. Everybody knows, wants to know. But what does Eric think? Hmm. Eric's kind of quiet on this one. I don't have to pass on this one. Del son of a bitch. Only two points awarded to the guy who gave us the game. Matt Feel it, feel it. I feel like he waited till the end, too, so he could get a good entry in, and then Eric just fucked him, so... Come on, come on! <laughs> yeah, these things happen. All right, penultimate entry is Daddy Zeppelin. I think Lead Daddy would have been pretty funny, too. Yeah. Because that would have been a throwback to what we talked about earlier. 
<laughs> Although they wouldn't have known that at the time, but... Poisonous Lead Daddy. Uh, Daddy Zeppelin is the entry here. Daddy Van Vliet. <laughs> <laughs> immigrant. Yeah, the Immigrant Daddies. It's a song I always use when I use Dan's Creator Wrestler in a game. I haven't come out to Immigrant Song. Every time. You. <coughs> Eric? Eric? Okay. Good, I get to be the dick again. This one didn't pop me. Sorry, Eddie Whitaker. Two points. Why am I being the bad guy? This isn't fair. Piece of shit. Sounds like me. All right, well, let's... It's your wife's birthday coming up. Wait, what? You better get that out of your system. That I'm a piece of shit? Yeah. The hell does that have to do with with the birthday? Because you'll be a piece of shit on her birthday. Because I'm not awarding somebody a point? Screw you, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I were a lot of people on that point. <laughs> well, goddamn. Anyway, that took a turn. Shit on our, on our special day. It took a, a rage against the daddy. Yeah, we could, daddy was... against the machine, though? <laughs> that would have been good. All right. Let's end with a bang. <laughs> with 21 daddies. a lot of daddies. That is a lot of daddies. <laughs> Where's that daddy orgy at? <laughs> That's how many were in there. Wake up! You gotta make money! <laughs> I wonder if they're all nine-inch daddies, all 21 of them. No, mm, maybe. <laughs> now someone do the math, tell me what 21 times 9 is, and it's how much the daddies are. No, I don't want to do that. Do I want to do that? Why am I doing this? Why am I opening my calculator app right now for you? Why is it 189? Yes. I did that in my head faster than you opened the calculator. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't math well, okay? If I math well, I would have been a scientist. Oh, sorry. I was using Internet Explorer. <laughs> well played. Well played. Well played. Do you see the meme where it's Internet Explorer on the airplane going, guys, I'm on my way to raid Area 51? And it says there the was long- one just recently I saw, like in the last week. It's, well, it says the, the longer it takes to come across your timeline, the funnier it gets. Did you see the one where it's the it's all the browsers? It's like, well, who are we? Browsers, what do we want? Faster internet. And then the last panel is Internet Explorer going, browsers. All right. 21 daddies is a point. Yes? Yeah? yeah? Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Clarissa ends it with three points for 21 daddies, and now we have to choose a winner. Yeah. And none of us here marked anything. There was one relatively early... I like. Is you, you want me to? You want me to review everything that got points? Yeah, sure. How about everything right. that got full points? We'll do that. <clears throat> so you have nine inch daddies, the mighty mighty daddies. They might be daddies. Daddy orgy, the sex daddies, guns and daddies, 
The Wu-Tang Daddies, Earth, Wind, and Daddies, Bare Naked Daddy, Limp Daddy, Daddy Sigh, Bowling for Daddy, Black Veil Daddy, or Black Daddy Bride, sorry, I'm screwing myself up, and 21 Daddies. Choose a winner. They might be daddies. All right. Dan's point goes to they might be daddies to Dylan Mushaw. Eric. Nine-inch daddies. Knew you were going to do that. I knew you were, Adam was getting the win. <laughs> as soon as I saw that. And, God, I hate to do this, but I don't think it got much better than 20 <laughs> freaking nine-inch daddies. God damn it, Adam. <laughs> right out the gate. And I swear, i almost positive she posted it like two minutes after I posted the game. Like, she came flying out the gate with that. So Hannah walks away with two additional points. Um, I'd like to give special shout-outs to the girls who played this week, because Earth, Wind, and Daddies, Bare Naked Daddy, 21 Daddies, and even Daddy Psy were really fucking good, and praise to you. The girls are starting to kick your asses, guys. I just want you to know that. Like, they're coming for you. The girls came to play. So, boys, step up your games. Uh, I am now accepting suggestions for next week's game. Get it to me before Monday evening, because that's when I generally post the new game. Monday evening, my time, West Coast people. All right? Like, 8 p.m., my time. Eastern time. How the country apparently runs, because that's where the capital is. Time! It's also where most people are. Yeah. Yeah, true. But Well, good god. That was that was a good game entry though, like GG. Yeah, GG everybody. I feel kind of bad that Matt Hardman only got 2 points out of that, but you know. Uh, these things happen. So, we still got a little bit of time. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> I mean, there's lots of stuff we can talk about. What what what's a happening? Let's see. Let's talk about. Well, we've got the anniversary of Days Gone coming up, so I'm probably going to be streaming that over the weekend. The anniversary of Days Gone. Yeah, I have not played it. Joey Image is such a fan of that game that he actually made a trip to Oregon to tour the locations where they got inspiration for the game. Yeah, and to actually visit the developers. To build, yeah, who he's now actually friends with, legit, so. Really? Is it that good? <clears throat> it's pretty good. Alright. You convinced me. Pick it up. I know something we can talk about. Because this came up in, in conversation this week. Let's talk about the 1999 cinematic masterpiece, The Mummy. Did you have any idea how often that comes up in my life? Like, but, well, it's, more, it's like every other day might be. Uh, <laughs> well, first off, it's a meme now, so I, I see it a lot. But then, just the other weekend, I watched it, and it's still a good movie. Oh yeah, dude. We don't even see the mummy until it's halfway done. You don't even have to. Like, that's the thing, right? Like, you don't have to. Yeah, it's like the shark in, in Jaws. 
don't need to see the shark to know there's Bruce. A shark there. Bruce, yeah. And can we just talk about how amazing Brandon Fraser is? Like, he's getting a, a somewhat of a career resurgence now. Like, thanks to Doom Patrol, baby. Yeah. So I I want more Brandon Fraser. Like, please give me more of Brandon Fraser. Well, I just I just posted the thing because I saw the the another meme this morning and I posted it. People were reacting to it with you know. <laughs> Hey, God, it looks like I got all the horses. Oh, I love it. It's oh, boy, Benny. <laughs> hey, Benny. Hey, Benny. Looks like you're on the wrong side of the river. Oh, shit. <laughs> what would my children think? Benny, you don't have children. I might someday. <laughs> so, like, all he said was he was here for a good time. <laughs> Apparently, he had a very good time. Or when they're op- actually opening the box and Benny freaks out and runs away and you realize that was actually the smart thing to do. <laughs> and then also when he, he comes to him and he just goes through, he has a necklace of every major religion and he goes through a prayer. Of <laughs> each one, yeah. Until he gets to, Jew- to, to Judaism and he's like, hey, that's the, that's the slaves. <laughs> that's the ticket right there. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, it's it's such a good movie, though. It's so fun. Oh, Benny. <laughs> or he's got his, uh, his crazy friend in the desert. Uh, he's got his... Uh, yeah, it's... And you know what? The special effects aren't great, but they still look better in that movie than digital rock in the mummy returns, which I still can't stand. Yeah. I can't. I, I was like, why digital they, scorpion rock is just so bad. Why did they do that? It's just so bad. I mean, and that's a pretty good sequel too, until you get to that part at the very end. And you're See, like, what did they even, why? Yeah. It's, it, it, you're right though. It's, it actually isn't that bad, but you know, plus, oh, plus the best part of it, the end of two, is they're both, or him and um, and Imhotep are both like on the on the ledge, and Imhotep tells Anaxuna Moon to save him, and she runs away. She runs and away. She tells Evie to go, and she saves him. Yep. Oh. Yep. <laughs> and that explains everything. Of course, then she gets herself screwed anyway because she falls in the scarab pit. Freaking scarabs, man. Scarabs everywhere. Those scarabs are nasty, too. I mean, they burn under your skin. Ugh. Wait till you get the scarab in Animal Crossing. Uh, uh. And you're going to want... Yeah, so you're, you really want to know how bad your sleep schedule is going to be. There are a couple of bugs in the summer that are only active between 11 p.m. and 8 a.m. So have fun. 11 p.m. I'm like in bed, going <laughs> through Instagram and stuff, calming down, go to sleep. Yeah. So what I would I do? You're waking up earlier. Yeah, but still, that's 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 still an unreasonable time to get up. Yeah. <laughs> so here was my strategy. One night, what I did was I just went to a mystery island. I knew I was going to stay up late. It was like it was like a Friday or Saturday night, so I just said screw it. And I tore up the mystery island, so the only bugs left were on the palm trees, because that's where a lot of the rare bugs are in the summertime. 
are palm trees, and they don't spawn a lot on your island, but they can spawn a hell of a lot on a mystery island. So I did the thing where I tore up the island so the only possible bugs that could spawn would be on palm trees. So there were no rocks. There were no flowers left over. No, no bushes. No, no bu- Yeah, no nothing. And occasionally there's an earth-boring dung beetle that's really common that occasionally you have to scare away. And the mosquitoes. So what I would generally do is just let the mosquito bite me because it doesn't do anything. It's just like, oh, that itches. And then the mosquito despawns. Because be like, all right, I see the little mosquito. Come over here, bite me. Because they're worth like a hundred bells, so they're not even worth wasting. You have to see a flea still. Like what? Yeah. <clears throat> so, and then I would just run back and forth between the palm trees and wait for bugs to spawn. I would general if it was a weak bug that I didn't want, I'd scare it off and run back around. And if it was something good, I'd catch that bitch. And I, I literally uh, have back to one bug. One sea creature, one fish again. Yeah. Oh, and that was the other thing. I waited for it to be a day when Flick was there. So I would, because I would just fill my pockets with the rarer stuff. Mm-hmm. So I had like the Horned Hercules and the Atlas and all the good shit. And then I'd go back and be like, here you go, buddy. And he'd be like, hey, you want 350,000 belts? I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I do. You're carrying that around in your pocket to just buy my bugs? Take it. Yeah, Flick gets a little too... uh into it. Tell you what. Flick is roommates with CJ. Oh, are they? Yes, they are. And they are being shipped together by the Animal Crossing community because they want that to be a thing. They want the fish pervert and the bug pervert to be lovers. It's what people want, but hey, you know what? If yeah, you- who is my visitor today? The, the most useless character. Kicks. I had kicks today, too. <laughs> he sells you shoes and socks and purses. And bags, yeah. And it's like I've bought, like, two things from him ever. <laughs> I buy the wrestling boots when he has them, but that's pretty much it. <sighs> okay, you know what? I got something we can do as an ending segment. Do your games thing, man. Well, I'm, I'm looking it up real quick to, to see if I can find the, uh, if I can actually find the list of things. Um, the original website I was going to do this on doesn't seem to have it anymore. So let's do, we'll pull up a Screen Rant article and do this themselves. These are... 10 Urban Legends About the Walt Disney Company. And I'm going to see if Eric and I can disprove these or not. Uh, Dan, you may have heard some of these. Or perhaps you haven't. I'm not sure. Guess we're going to find out, though. The castle can collapse. Because... Everything can collapse. (laughs) (laughs) There is a rumor floating around that Cinderella Castle is entirely collapsible in the event of a major tropical disaster. I don't mean, like, the hurricane can take it down. I mean, they can actually take that shit down themselves to protect it and rebuild it. So, that is an urban legend. It has yet to be proven one way or the other, though. But what do you think, Eric? Do you think that's something that is true? I I don't think it's true. I think they knew that they were building 
it in a hurricane like area so they reinforce the shit out of every part of it but having it collapse that is literally the like the worst fucking idea why would you make something that can be taken apart in a hurricane area <laughs> i feel like that's just asking for troubles yeah okay the next one is the costumes are self-cooling uh, we can easily disprove that one. That's a no, because if you know anybody who's ever worked in entertainment, like my current boss does, uh, no, the costumes are hot. People pass out in them and also vomit in them. So, yeah. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, this next one's true. People dump ashes at the haunted mansion. Yep, that's yep. true. That's true. And guess what? That's a horrible idea, because guess what happens at the Haunted Mansion every night? It's vacuumed. <laughs> so guess what happened to Grandma? She's, she's, she's in, in there with a bunch of other grandmas. She's in, she's in the Hoover bag getting brought out to the dumpster now. <sighs> she goes through the pipes that are underneath, <laughs> just like everybody else. You know what one of the funniest movie scenes of all time is? When they go to dump Donnie's ashes in Big Lebowski. <laughs> And it blows back in John Goodman's face. Because they're on the West Coast. On the West Coast. <laughs> and it just blows. They go to dump it. just blows right back in his face. That Big Lebowski, as funny as it is, that scene doesn't get talked about enough. Just goes all over. And I also love the line. I fucking hate the Eagles, man. <laughs> uh, the Lion King includes the word sex. You know, when Simba hits the dirt, the dirt spells S-E-X. It actually doesn't. It spells SFX. Special effects? Yes, that was a nod. It's like a shout out to the special effects. Yes. But, you know what's going to happen. People see SX and a letter that looks like an E. Well, it's like the quote unquote knobby need. The priest in The Little Mermaid. Yeah. It says Julie Beloved, and then he has a visible bulge in his pants. Yeah, it's his knee. It's not a boner. He's knobby need, you folks. In case you didn't hear hear the uh, air quotes through <laughs> the microphone, there were air quotes. Uh, this next one is true. There is a n- a nude poster in the Rescuers. Do you know about this one, guys? No. There's a yes. nude poster. <laughs> Bernard and Miss Bianca take flight with Orville, and in two frames, there is a totally real, not even, like, animated, it's a real nude poster of a woman in the background. If you have the right VHS copy, and you've got that pause button, you can spot it, but it has been removed since then. But that was something an animator snuck in. Sneaky, sneaky. Uh, this one's called Mickey's Mind Control. Here's what Disney does. Other than forced perspective, they use something called smellitizers. Yep. They pump the parks full of smells appropriate to their placed environments. From everything from popcorn to pirate water. That is true. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why Main Street always smells like vanilla around the ice cream shop. Yeah, and you're like, fucking churros smell awesome. (laughs) I need a churro. 
I love the joke on The Simpsons when Homer goes to sneak into Disney World. He jumps the fence, and the first thing he says is, one churro, please, here. That'll be $14. And he just starts screaming in agony. I wish it was only $14. (laughs) Speaking of things that are true. So this one is that Mickey was a real mouse. Mickey was a member of the Ink and Paint Club. He was an actual mouse at Walt's Laugh-O-Gram Studios. As the story goes, Walt found the brown mouse in the bottom of the wastebasket, rescued him, and kept him as a pet on his desk before he moved to California. What about the whole Mortimer thing? Well, this is where the rumor comes in. Who, Where did the inspiration actually come from? Especially with Oswald being, being first. And Oswald was a rabbit. Well, Mortimer was Nick Mickey's original name. Yeah. But they decided that Mortimer was too complicated. Too long? Yeah. <laughs> too complicated. Too complicated for the babies. To watch him put holes in Swiss cheese with his penis. All right. Did you know that there are real human bones in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride? So I've heard. Near the end. It's on the captain's chair. It's act- The actual skull on the captain's chair is, in fact, a real skull. It was donated by a medical lab back when the attraction first opened. It was somebody who uh, who wanted a little bit too much overtime. It's George. It's George. That's what they don't want you to know. Oh, you know what the next rumor is? George the ghost. Supposed Ironic. Former park employee who died while installing Pirates of the Caribbean. His spirit now haunts the ride. Um, I mean, this, this kind of goes to your whole matter of whether or not you believe in spirits, but I do know people who worked there, and if you didn't actually say hi and bye to him in the morning and at night there would actually be malfunctions on the ride and people witnessed it firsthand because I knew someone who intentionally did it during opening and sure enough, the ride had issues all day. And no, it wasn't me and no, it wasn't Eric. Even though I know that sounds like something that we would do, right, buddy? Fuck that. I would. You guys didn't need ghosts to fuck up shit. You were already there. (laughs) We were already there. (laughs) Like, George, I'm having a day. You know what to do. (laughs) <laughs> well, there were, there were, they had told me when I was, when I was opening Living with the Land that if I didn't pet the dog, that the ride would have issues. It was the same thing as George, but I never got to open that side. I always opened the other side of the track. I never got one chance to pet the dog. All I'm saying is I don't need no ghost to break a ride. <laughs> I could do that on my own. My, and of course. My mere presence. <laughs> And of course, Walt Disney is cryogenically frozen. That's been a rumor for a long, long time. <laughs> Since I was a child, probably before then. Is it true, though? I mean, well, they don't have his like head hanging out somewhere. We don't have proof. No, but pretty much from all accounts, he actually has been cremated. So. Perfect alibi. (laughs) And just because this is sick and I've seen this before, um, I saw a meme that I need to share with you guys. 
And it's so awful, but this is the perfect way to end the show because this is this the fact that this is like so absolutely terrible that somebody even thought of this. This isn't like a thing that happened, but somebody thought of it. They said, wouldn't it have been funny if grown-up Andy took his Jesse doll, came on her face, and then left it there, that the other toys would be forced to console her, but couldn't do anything about it because it would ruin the illusion that they can't actually be alive. So she has to sit there with it on her face. And because I had to read that, now you all have to know that that's a thing that I read on the internet. I've read that some time ago. Yes. Yes. So if you've never heard that before, now you have, and you're welcome. (laughs) Because that's one of those, yep, if I need to hear it, you all need to hear it. (sighs) (laughs) How a great way to end the show, right? Right. (laughs) I got a question for you guys. Yeah. If you could be cremated... Or not cremated, I'm sorry. If you could be frozen and awaken later when the technology is able to revive you, would you do it? Yes, I would. Because I am genuinely curious what the future looks like. Now what when I you? now when I now when when you pull an Ash Williams on me and I wake up to a dystopian future where everything's dead, I'm going to be pissed. twice. Yeah, I'm going to be friggin' pissed. Because so. that's how that's how Ash versus Evil Dead ends as well. Yep. <laughs> so I'm going to be pissed about that, but... <laughs> I would be curious to see what the future holds. There's a couple of things I've always wanted to see in the future, like, that I know the future would hold that I would want to see, like the Beetlejuice explosion. That will be able the the supernova will be so bright for like four weeks or so, it you'll be able to see it even in the daytime. It'll look like we have a second sun in the sky, like stuff like that's so cool to me. Like the space stuff is what I want to be alive for, like to actually. I want to be there where like my less than a dollar in the bank is now millions of dollars. <laughs> like Fry, like Fry. So yeah, um, give me a thousand years. <laughs> Just give me a thousand years so I can have some interest. Would you be afraid that, like, when you woke up, your understanding of reality is, like, barbaric compared to what's happening around you currently? Well, I've also heard that, like, the way that language evolves, that in a thousand years, all the dialect we're currently speaking won't even exist anymore. Because if you think about it, when did English come into prominence? In the 1400s, 1500s? Sure. That's that's the evolution of language. So like, and let's be honest here. Let's let's age ourselves a little bit. Do y'all understand all the all the 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 slang term that the kids are using these days? No, and huh? it makes me upset. Yeet on fleek, <laughs> like you get all that shit. Well, they're gonna. I mean, I get those two. Yeah, <laughs> I don't ever hear any lingo now. It's all just normal. Do you know how I learned what ratchet was? Because they were chanting it at Sasha Banks on NXT. They were chanting Sasha's Ratchet. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I had to look it up. I'm it's like, Sasha's oh. Ratchet. And then I got then I got really mad because Sasha's not Ratchet. I'm like, Ratchet? She's not a tool. I don't understand what's happening no, right now. Sasha's Bay. A, tor- a torque-based tool? 
There you go. Sasha's Bay. There's another term I, I can I can turn a thing completely around with only partial rotation. You know what? But I think about this. Some of our slang back when we were younger was pretty stupid. Remember when everything was sick? Like, that was such a stupid Remember word. Bad started being good? Yeah, bad. <laughs> it's so bad, the power glove. Oh, yeah. I, I love blame the power glove, glove for that. Well, I mean, so it wasn't really bad. We just thought bad was good. And of course, in the last 20 years, literally has become to mean figuratively. Yep. Yeah, this is the, yeah, freaking, freaking weird. Um, But I will say this, because we were talking about Disney. Today, we're recording this on the 22nd. This is Earth Day. Happy birthday, Animal Kingdom. My first Disney park. Well, that I worked at. Happy birthday, Dak. Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. Eric, is that the one park you didn't work at? Correct. Yeah. It's the one park that I refused to work at. Yeah, because it was hot. Everybody, you would have hated it. Yeah. I, I tell everybody it's because, oh, no, I need one park where I don't know how the magic works. But in reality, I did not want to be next to plants because that makes everything even worse. Yeah, Animal Kingdom is a very hot park because the foliage is so thick that the wind does not come through and the sun just beats on you. Yep. So have fun. It makes everything more humid too somehow. Yeah, like, it just it has no escape. <laughs> yeah, but it'll always have a special place in my heart because that was my home, my first home. place in your fart. Sure. See, I ended on a more positive note. <laughs> Happy birthday, Animal Kingdom. Uh, thank you guys for continuing to tune in and support us each and every week. You guys are amazing. We love you. Uh, some of you I genuinely love as human beings. and Some I just, of you I don't, and you know who you are. I'm not saying names here, but is Jason Shin listening to this episode? I don't even know. Nah, I, I love Jason. He's a good guy. I just bust his balls a lot. Same with you, Ellis. Because I know you're listening. Ellis is going to... Am I the one that screwed Ellis out of three points? Is he going to hate me this week? I don't remember. Dude, I don't even remember what I had for dinner last night, so... Yes, you did, because you said I'm not giving him a point, and it's not because it's Ellis. Yeah, he'll he'll have something to say about that, but I did send Ellis into a snorting fit in the Dueling Dragons trailer one time, so... <laughs> but, you yeah, know... Front of him! Um... You guys are awesome. We're, we have 86 group members now. It's still a small community. Um, I'm not trying to make it hundreds of people because I like... We have a good thing going. We have really good people in here. We have Nobody's come in and ruined the vibe. Um, somebody came really close once, and I actually scolded Jason for that because it was his fault for inviting him. I'm not going to say who it was, but I saw the name pop up. I'm like, why did you do that to me? He's like, well, I just thought he'd enjoy it. Yeah. But you guys are good people. Um, thank you. I mean, the, the meme support's been great. I've even gotten comments from people like Danny Jackpot, who said that he really likes the Nerd Table group better than other groups that he's in because it is very positive. So let's keep that going here, guys. Uh, keep keep watching and supporting nerd culture stuff. Nerd culture's never going away. I love that it's become so popular. We can do a podcast about it. Uh, we don't have a plan coming up for the next couple episodes, but when we start getting into the 90s here, each episode will contain a segment where we talk about stuff that happened in the 90s, including shows that we watched, uh, songs that we enjoyed, maybe bands that formed during that time. Oh, 
I have an idea. For episode 89, you should get Shannon to come on and talk about 1989. You want me to have her come on next week and talk about the year she was born? Oh, sure. And then we, we have two episodes. But I know I know for a fact that she'll, she'll want to well, come Well, why why is that, Eric? You, I, need, I need to hear why that is because you, you know why it is, but you're not saying it. I, I need to hear this. Do you not know? I know. You, are, you, are you kidding me? Hey, all right. Well, <laughs> are you freaking kidding me? You think I don't know? Then we'll, we'll leave it a mystery for everybody else. Nah, all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, I'm sure you know. Oh, is it what I think it is now? Hang on, hang on. Before we end this episode, she just walked by. Shannon, Eric is challenging me to invite you on to episode 89 to talk about 1989. Do you accept? Hang on. What? Eric wants you to come on episode 89 to talk about 1989. Why do you think he wants that? What is that? Uh, next week would be 86, so four weeks. She said, why not? Okay, there you go. You, Eric okay. wanted to know if I understood why that was important. Like, he doesn't know what I've been dealing with in my life for the past how many years. Does it, have, it has to do with a certain person's birth. There you go. You're on top of it. <clears throat> in West Reading, Pennsylvania? <laughs> in West Reading, born and raised. On the playground is where she spent most of her days. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. Never mind. I just saw something funny. I cannot repeat it. Why? Why not? I'll. I can't. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anyway. Um. Yes. Yeah, so, happy birthday, Animal Kingdom. That was the, that where I ended that. What are we talking about? Are we still on impact. Anyway. Um. Thank you guys for being so supportive. I'm so screwed up right now. God damn it. Thank you, Eric, for making this an awkward ending that I don't know how to end the show. Uh, there is other stuff you guys can listen to. Uh, check out our friends on the IWEP. Yeah, check out our friends on the IWEP network. Uh, ch- go to Motivational Vacations. Check out Adrian's books. Check out Jeff Trellowitz's books. Check out the other podcasts on CKCC Radio. And give me game entries if you got a good one for next week. So yeah, we're done. We'll see you guys next time. I got nothing else. This has been another episode of The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio. Check out all the shows at CKCCRadio.com and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.